Across the Field Podcast is brought to you by Stoller Shine Detailing. Contact Logan Stoller at 419-770-1042. TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419-910-0742. And to tie that landscaping all together, put a bow on it, if you will. Sin Rock Engraving. Contact Blake and Tiffany Sin at to another episode of Across the Field. We've taken about a month, month and a half hiatus here. Uh, so we got Double B and Brady coming at you tonight. Peyton's taking the night off. Uh, Brady, how the heck have you been, man? Been good. Uh, summer's been going good. Just crazy busy, like like it is for everybody else, you know. That's, but yeah. it, there's been a lot of good stuff going on, and, and I'm doing well, but happy to be back here on the pod, too. Man, so let's recap. I mean, what have you been up to the last four or five weeks here? Um, studying? Studying, yeah. Uh, finishing up my clinical, watching sports, just, you know, what what sports there are on TV. Just, yeah. I don't know, just been enjoying the nice weather and summer. And it's always good, you know, being away at college for periods of time to be able to come home. And I know I'm home for good now, but just kind of nice to enjoy the time with your family in the summer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we're a week out. Last week was the, the 4th of July. Uh, did you watch the hot dog eating contest? You know, I didn't watch it this year, <laughs> uh, but I heard all about it. I was actually kayaking uh, on the All Glaze when that was going on. Really? But, yeah, I, I heard all about it. And Chestnut wins again, obviously. So there's all Chestnut- that. Chestnut wins again, and I gotta, I gotta ask this question. Number one, is competitive eating a sport? No. Okay. Well, then number two, is he the greatest competitive eater ever? I mean, that's obviously no question, but yeah. I, I mean, to put it in bigger perspective, is he the best to ever do it at his quote unquote sport? <laughs> He know. might be he might be the all time goat is what I'm getting at. Dude, uh yeah, maybe. maybe. <laughs> Put him above Tom Brady and Jordan and everybody. I've never quite understood why it's on ESPN and it's not on like the Food Network or something like that. That's a good point. I don't know. But it, whatever. People enjoy it. Did you ever go down to Indianapolis for the Big Ten championship and watch him eat shrimp? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I saw that a couple times. That is impressive, too. Uh, I think the one year they did like eight minutes or ten minutes, maybe they did ten. And he ate like eight pounds of shrimp, I think. Well, yeah, it's ridiculous. First of all, they put that St. Elmo's cocktail sauce on there. Oh, my goodness. And that stuff is like straight horseradish. Like, one, yeah. year, one year me and Dad walked by where they were like, 
putting the stuff together and it was just like a huge container of basically a horseradish and then he gets up there <laughs> you know and they have it drenched in that stuff and if you've ever eaten that like just a little dab of that will set your mouth on fire you won't be able to taste anything for about a half hour yeah and, and you know all those guys that are up there they have the shrimp just dunked in that stuff and all those get they got the cocktail sauce all over the hands and it looks like they've all been in like heavy equipment machine accidents like it looks like their hands are bleeding <laughs> just shoving shrimp down it's it's disgusting but it like also you can't not watch it you know it's impressive and yeah i i'm not a i'm not a shrimp guy i don't eat shrimp i've never been a fan of shrimp but uh yeah walking by there and smelling that and just and tasting that sauce i've tasted the sauce uh, when I was that man, that stuff is hot. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's the first weekend of December. Those guys are out there in like a t-shirt. And you know, at first you're thinking, what in the world are they doing? Yeah. And then they start eating and heck they're all sweating by the end of it. Well, yeah, they're putting all that sauce down. I just, two things. I can't imagine the aftermath of any eating contest oh. really. And then second of all, all these other guys that are, quote unquote competing against him, why would you do it? Because nobody's there to watch anybody else besides him and you're not gonna beat him. Yeah. 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 And and this thing, you know, this this year, uh, you know, they said he could hit like 70, 72. The dude got like 58 and they're like, oh man, he had a terrible performance. And it's like <laughs> and he still beat everybody by 20 dogs, I think. Yeah. yeah. Impressive. Just impressive. But man, uh, I tell you what, I haven't done much myself. I've uh, been umpiring a lot, getting some ball games in, and it's been a good time. Been a been a good few weeks off. Um, the first week we were off, you we had the big Paulding County Fair. I was out there a few times. And, yep. And uh, so yeah, it's been a good few weeks. Uh, glad to finally be back and catch up though. Um, Peyton was on vacation last week with the family. Um, so we were hoping to do one last week and then you and I just kind of got busy as well. So here we are finally, finally bringing it back. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know where we want to start. Um, we could jump into baseball. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Sounds good. So I've been watching the Yankees as of late and now obviously on the all-star break, um, watch the home run derby Monday night. And I got to tell you. I don't do a whole lot of betting. Uh, I do some betting every now and then, but uh, DraftKings had a boost the other night um, for the home run derby, and it was a, a 50% boost. Um, and Randy Rose Arena was at plus 1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, used my 50% boost on him at plus 1,500. Put a $5 bet, and if he would have won, I would have made $80 on a $5 bet. Right. So I stayed up and watched that whole thing, and I thought, man, he's in a great spot to win it. And then he just could not want, get one out of the yard in that last 30 seconds. I mean, yeah. he got a couple out early, but but then he went dry. Yep, and it was because he couldn't get that extra time. You know, he couldn't get sure. the distance. Like, there's some guys, especially right now, like Vlad and really Alonzo in particular – those guys, their bodies, they're just built for the home run derby. They so, are. you know, I, I was trying to pick other guys that I thought could win, too. Like, I, I picked Julio to win it. But 
at the end of the day, like I'm watching it and I'm like, why would I ever bet against Vlad or Alonzo, really? Just because of the way their bodies, they can just sustain the swings for so much longer. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Alonzo going out in the first round, did that, did that surprise you? Yeah, it surprised me, but it didn't disappoint me. <laughs> <laughs> I was the same way. I was the same way. I was kind of shocked, but I'm like, that is what it is. So, um, how do you like the format though? Do you, do you like the rapid fire or do you like, uh, how it used to be where you could kind of watch each bomb leave the yard? I, I like it the way it is now. And, and I didn't, but I was watching this year and I was like, man, this is awesome. Why would we want to do it any other way? I mean, I, I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah. I'm kind of back and forth. I mean, uh, I, I, I really enjoyed the rapid fire because the numbers were just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I do kind of like the old way where, um, you know, you could admire guy takes a swing and he could just admire, um, you know, the, the trajectory and how many, you know, that's going 450 feet or 500 feet, whatever, whatever the case was just leaving the yard. So I kind of missed that part because how it's set up now, I mean, you're just watching the rapid fire basically, and you're not seeing all those balls land. Um, So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of it, tell you the truth. Yeah, that that's a good point. The one thing I really like, though, about this format is like Julio. He steps up there in the first round the other night, or maybe it was the second round. I can't remember. No, it would have been the first round. He jacked like four in a row. It was like the first four, and it's just mm-hmm. unbelievable, you know, because they absolutely punish a ball in the left field, and then it's just right back to it, like you know, and then does it again and again and again. It's just crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. Did you see the kid that got smoked? Yeah, right in the face. I didn't see it live, but I saw it later on social media. I was like, yikes. So I thought when I was watching, because they kind of had the side the side cameras going there. Yeah. Um, I thought when I was watching, I was like, man, I'm pretty sure one of those kids just got smoked. But the camera, you know, is bouncing around so fast to watch every ball. I didn't think much of it. Well, then, yeah, when I got on social media – um, yesterday, Tuesday, I was like, holy smokes, that dude really did get smoked. So I feel bad for that kid. And yeah. I've, I've often wondered, you know, how has that not happened before? Well, they always have kids out there in the outfield. Um, I wonder if and when and how often that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know either. I, I always thought, you know, that would be really cool for a kid to get to be out there, but it's not really time for clowning around. Like you got to be paying attention out there and ready to go. Head on a swivel, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the rapid fire. Yeah. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. I agree. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. And then did you watch the all-star game last night? Uh, I was in and out watching it. Um, Did get to see the end, which I was really hoping that, you know, Julio Rodriguez would at least, put a good swing on one there in the in the bottom of the ninth but just wasn't meant to be do you root for the american league you know i think kind of i guess but last night i was watching and i was really just pulling there at the end for the hometown kid you know pulling for the for the cool storyline yeah yeah for sure 
So, uh, yeah, that was that's that pretty much does it for baseball. What do you think about your Red Sox right now? You've been watching them a, a bunch, or or not really? Yeah, yeah, I've been watching them, and it's really frustrating because five games over at the break and in last in the AL. But I mean, if they put together a really good second half, I suppose they could maybe get a wild card spot. They're only one game behind the Yankees, two behind the Blue Jays, so. I don't know that they're built for the playoffs, but I mean, if they keep winning games, I think, you know, if they're in contention there for a wild card spot, I think they got to play for it. I agree. I agree. Um, so yeah, I, I, I've been, like I mentioned, I've been watching the Yankees a little bit, uh, been doing all right. Uh, watch the, uh, a few weeks ago. When was that? Watch the, uh, the perfect game from mm-hmm. Domingo Armand, and and that was that was impressive. I stayed up to watch that, so um, I know it was the A's. Everybody keeps telling me it was the A's, but still a big league team. I was pretty excited about it. Yeah, and you know what else? Talking about <laughs> baseball, Brett, and I don't. I hate to talk about it without Peyton on here, but just as much as I've been following the Red Sox, I've been following the Cincinnati Reds because they have to. a blast to watch. I know. I have to. I've been catching myself watching a lot of Reds games here lately. So, and he was down there uh, when the streak ended. Yeah, he was. He He was was down there. I texted him and said, man, you put the curse back on Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, but it's been, it looks like it's been really cool down there. So many people that I know have been going down to Reds games and, you know, on the Friday and Saturday night games, it's been electric down there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but can't wait to, to see the second half, you know, kind of kick off Friday night yeah. uh, or, or Friday, I guess, um, games start back up. So really getting into baseball here. And I tell you what, well, just good segue here, transition into football. I can't believe we're under 50 days away, coming up on 40 days away from college football starting. Yeah, we are. We are right there, man. Hard to believe. Hard to believe. So. Um, I'm going to kind of put you on the spot, but, uh, Buckeyes, they still got you worried, uh, you know, heading then heading to South Bend week four. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm worried. Not, nothing's changed for me there. I'm, <laughs> I'm worried about that game. I'm worried about the last game of the regular season. I'm, I, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of unanswered questions yet still, and time will tell. Um, there'll be more and more stories and articles and hype as we get closer here but heck yeah i'm worried <laughs> <laughs> i'm with you i'm worried too i'm worried too a little nervous uh gotta see us in action a little bit so um but yeah things getting close to ramping up and i tell you what not only that we're on the the verge of the high school football season too so i'm getting pretty excited about that Yep, definitely. Been talking a little high school football with some people around here, just trying to start to get some feelers out there, see what's going on in the area. And uh seems like there's a lot of good stuff to look forward to on the high school front as well. Yeah, yeah. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. We're going to put together some uh, some preseason uh, episodes, if you will. We're going to have some coaches on. Mm-hmm. Uh, already talked to a few, so – can't wait here in the next few weeks to to really dive into all that stuff so um really excited for football i know it's only you know july 12th but i'm getting i'm getting ramped up 
Oh yeah. And you know, I was thinking about the high school football season. You want to feel old. This season is the 10 year anniversary of the Wayne Trace state runner up team. Wow. Yeah. You're right. Holy smokes. Yeah. 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 Uh, Oh man. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Can't, can't wait. Um, Back to the college football. You want to dive into the Northwestern stuff just real quick? Pat Fitzgerald no longer coaching? Yeah. Uh, What do you think about that? Um, It's wild to me that that sort of stuff still goes on. I know there's still a lot of controversy around what's true and what's not. But the bottom line is if any of it is true – he has to be gone. It's just the way things are today's day and age. I mean, you don't get away with stuff like that. And really like with him and with coach Bob Huggins, it's kind of a similar feeling for me just because like, once you start doing stuff or letting stuff go to this point, you know, you've really disregarded the program and the kids and the families, you know, who have, and trusted their kids to come play for you. Uh, you've just really lost sight of that and made it kind of about yourself. And that's not really what coaching is about. So right, right. I, I just think those guys have made major mistakes that they're going to have to live with. Yeah. Now I'll, I'll say this, this is all just allegedly, I mean, obviously you and I have no clue what went on. Right. Um, but from everything we're hearing, it's just, it, it, to me, number one, it's uh, it's really disturbing if, if all these things are true. Um, and, and I agree with you 100%. Like, parents and players trust to go there. Um, and and we're not going to dive too much into it because it's a really delicate situation. That's not really something that I really want to dive into. Um, but I agree with you 100%. It's just it's, – it's a bad situation. And, and to me, like, you know, we, we talked about this before we kind of started recording. Um, you know, I don't know how they let Pat Fitzgerald go but keep the remaining staff around him. Yeah, it, weird situation. But I, I don't know. I mean, I they must know. I mean, obviously they know a lot more on the inside there than what we do. But, yeah, that's, that's always kind of an interesting situation and it'll – be interesting to see what comes of that here in the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, any idea who you think you might have an idea? Maybe uh, who would be that the next head coach there? <laughs> I saw some articles today about Urban Meyer. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. They're going to go from Pat Fitzgerald with all this scandal to Urban Meyer. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. Why would you even want this job? Right. I mean, let's face it. I mean, they're going to have to go get a guy like Pat Fitzgerald that's really invested in Northwestern, uh, was a Northwestern guy. Um, I, I heard I heard somebody say the other day, Paul Chris, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could see him doing that just because of the style and everything, yep. uh, the way he coaches, but yeah, just I, I don't know who you get, but I think it's got to be a Northwestern guy or a guy like Paul Chris that's going to come in and really try to establish, um, you know, a great culture in that program again. Yeah, yeah, it, it's going to be a tough job for whoever takes it, especially 
you know, especially for a guy like that that's coached at a bigger school. Like I saw something about Ed Orgeron also maybe being. Yeah. I mean, I that would just be so hard for guys that have coached it top tier college football programs like that to now come and coach a Northwestern team in the big 10. That's only getting better adding USC next year. So I, I just think it's going to be really tough for them to find a big name like that. I agree. I agree. I also saw, and I don't know if maybe this is Alabama fans open, but I also saw Tommy Reese. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what I think of that. Um, like I said, I, I think maybe that's some Alabama fr- fans uh, hoping that happens. Yeah. Um, but whew, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, regardless, whoever comes in, that, that's that's a heck of a situation to walk into. Yeah, it's not great. Not great. Uh, NBA news, you got anything on the basketball front? Um. Other I don't know. I mean, Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he he's going to be phenomenal. There, there's so many people out there that are talking about, you know, Wemby. He's not going to be that good. Like, he's going to bust. Like, okay. Don't try to be the smartest guy in the room all the time. Like, I'll take the guy that's seven foot five and can also dribble and shoot. Like, I'll, I'll take my chances with that. I'm guessing Absolutely. he's not going to be bad. Absolutely. Especially, what what a perfect scenario for him too. Oh, great yeah. organ, great organization, great coach. I mean, th- this couldn't be a better marriage. I don't think they've got picks, they've got pieces. It, it, it's not going to be long before they are, you know, a playoff team in the West. Probably a year or two. I would agree. I would agree a hundred and ten percent with that. Um, I've watched a little bit of the summer league just when there hasn't been a whole lot of other things on, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, been keeping up with Wimby and um, tell you what, a guy I liked watching at UCLA, Jaime Hawkins, uh with the Miami heat. I watched a couple of their games that dude could play too. And obviously we know, well, don't really, I don't know about buying into the heat culture all the time, but, but with Pat Riley and what they got going on down there, Eric Spolstra, uh, I think that's a great fit for them. Yeah, it is, and he he looks good. I still can't hardly stomach watching a Miami Heat game, but, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've seen that he's doing well. Been watching Brandon Miller a little bit, you know, yeah. the Hornets. He's kind of up and down. I can't make my mind up on him. Um, uh, you know, Scoot Henderson. He had the injury. Uh, Wemby shut down now. So all the summer yep. league stuff kind of, you know, it came really fast and seems like almost already kind of phasing out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I guess I guess the big story in the NBA is Damian Lillard right now. Where, where do you think he's going to end up? Oh, boy. Uh, I mean, there for a while, it sounded like Miami was a, a lock to me. Um and I still probably think that they're the front runner, but I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, he finds his way. I wouldn't be shocked if he finds his way and, and stays in the Western Conference. Yeah. And I don't want to throw any particular team out there, but either one of the L.A. teams, I, I don't know that, that the Lakers have enough room to make some moves. Um, it would have to – obviously, you'd have to dump a guy like Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know if that's really feasible, but, 
Um, I think the Clippers are very much in play too. I, I'd agree with that. I think the Clippers probably this would be my second guess at where he goes. Yeah. But I I think he's definitely going to go to Miami. There's just going to have to be a third team come into the deal. It sounds like to take on uh, like yeah. a Tyler Hero and then maybe add something. There's going to have to be some other pieces involved, but. It sounds like Dame is really, really set on going to Miami. And I'm interested to see how it's all going to work out for him because there's a few things that could happen. Like with how demanding him and his agent are being, mm-hmm. there's a few things that could happen. And it seems like most of them could end up being bad for Dame and his legacy. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, mean, I agree. Already, it seems like people are kind of turned off by the way he's handling the whole situation. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. <clears throat> but on the other hand, I mean, this guy has put up with Portland for so long. He has, um, and he's really embraced that, you know. And he stuck to his guns for a long time. Whereas a lot of guys, I really feel like, would have maybe jumped ship five years ago. Yeah, he he has. He has. You're exactly right. You can't fault him for that. The part of it that was really interesting to me, it must have been them drafting the guard at number three that really sent him over the edge. Because I think it's a totally different situation if he does it before the draft and really before free agency had really kicked off. Because then there would have been other teams that had space to either one make an offer for him or get involved in a three team deal. So I, I, yeah. I just, it, it's just really interesting now because most teams went out and kind of made their big, big chess moves, big swings in free agency. And now he's kind of limited on options of where he can go. Yeah. And the way it sounded to me is, you know, he had met with uh, the Blazers like the Monday before the draft and, it kind of sounded like he was wanting to stay. He was he was going to stick it out. He was sticking to his guns. And then, yeah, like you said, uh, the draft happens, and then all of a sudden um, he wants out. So, to me, I think it all came down to what they drafted and or who they drafted, I guess. And and maybe that's, that's what set him off. I would agree with you there. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and I've heard the third team, one of the third teams that could come into play, I've heard a couple of them, but to me, it sounds like the team with a lot of moves or a, a, a lot of room, a lot of money, a lot of cap space, uh, players to move, picks, um, would be Brooklyn. I've heard Bro- Brooklyn in the mix on that. Brooklyn, yeah, the Clippers. Uh, the, the, there's a few teams. It, <laughs> it it's interesting. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want Damon Boston though. That's the one thing I do know. <laughs> don't want him. Not interested anymore. Speaking of Boston, Marcus Smart. Duh. Let's have a conversation about that because I know you love that guy. <laughs> well, I'm, yeah. I'm glad we're a few weeks removed now. So yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was crazy because I loved the initial trade with Brogdon mm-hmm. going to the Clippers that they said was going to go through. And not that Brogdon – is a bad player. Not that he won't help the Celtics a lot if he stays on the roster. It's just that he didn't have a great postseason. Um, and, and, and I like what Porzingis can bring. Um, but then, you know, it was kind of got the word that that deal had fallen through and it was late. 
it was late whatever night that was. I can't remember what day of the week it was, but I had the next day off work and my dad and I were going fishing the next day. And so I, I tried to get to bed pretty early, woke up to go fishing at like five in the morning. And I have a bunch of texts from my buddies. They're like, oh no, oh no, what happened? And I'm like, oh, this isn't good. Like, what in the world did we trade Jason Tatum or something? I get on Twitter and obviously, you know, see the Marcus Smart thing. And, oh, I had a pit in my stomach the rest of the day. It was terrible. But (laughs) with that being said, when you take the emotion out of it, the deal really made sense. I mean, Smart for Porzingis and two first-round picks, I mean, that's – that's crazy getting those two picks on top of a guy that's equal, if not a better bas- pure basketball talent in Porzingis. Yeah. 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 I, I, I tell you, I think Boston won the trade uh, in the grand scheme of things, depending on who those picks are and how they pan out. Obviously we, we don't know that now, but um I really think Boston won the trade, and you know I was shocked. I was shocked that they got rid of Marcus Smart. Um, but like you said, the more you look at it in the grand scheme of things, like it, it does make sense. Yeah, and here's the thing: like this is part of the reason I love the Boston Celtics organization. Had the big three, won one title. Those guys were getting older. You make the trade. We're bad for a year or so, and then they have Isaiah Thomas, and they're a playoff team. Fun with that. But then things got serious, really, once they started hitting on some draft picks, you know, got Brown and Tatum. And, I mean, they're swinging for championships every season. I mean, you look at the guys they've brought in, Al Horford, Gordon Hayward, uh, you know, tried Kyrie, Kemba Walker, and then, you know, tried to ditch the smaller point guard, made moves the last couple of years, what people thought was an overpay for Derek White that's really turned out well. Um, and then last summer went and got Malcolm Brogdon and come up short. And it's like, man, at least they always try. Because you hear so many sports fans talk about their team and it's like they're just complacent. Kind of like, you know, the Blazers, like we were just talking about. Dame Lillard and C.J. McCollum. I mean, those guys, it, it just – it was what it was. And, you know, they weren't going to go win a title and no. the Celtics are right there, and they're still – like Brad Stevens, I give him so much credit because he's like, nope, something's got to change. Like nothing besides a championship is acceptable, and that's what I really love and admire about it. Even though they have to give up smart, I mean, the effort's there, man. It's not for a lack of trying. I'd agree with you. i agree with you there. Um, so that's all I got for the NBA news. Um, you got anything else that you want to touch on before we uh... – wrap up tonight's episode no I, I think that's pretty good for tonight you know i'm sure we'll dig in more to like buckeye football and all of that coming up the next few weeks in high school football so absolutely um, it was nice to just catch back up and get things back to normal a little bit for sure for sure yeah we'll get back with the weekly episodes here and hopefully have some guests on and get, get some good shows rolling for all of our listeners well, speaking of guests, uh, we caught up with John Adams uh, earlier this evening. Talked about the uh, Wayne Trace Junior High Baseball Club golf outing uh, coming up here in a couple weeks. Um, so we're going to play that for you right now. And we'll be back right after this break. Are you wanting to put that finishing touch on your landscaping to set it apart from the rest? Or maybe you just need a gift idea for that hard-to-buy-for person in your life? Give Blake and Tiffany a call with Sin Rock Engraving. 
They offer custom engraved rocks that will be one of a kind. They will walk you through the process of picking out your rock and customizing it with anything from names, addresses, businesses, or images of your choice. Give them a call at 419-796-9897 or check them out on Facebook, Sin Rock Engraving, 419-796-9897. Does your landscaping need an upgrade this year? Look no further than TNT Springer Landscaping. They specialize in mulch, rock, trim redesign, and much more. For your next landscaping project, choose TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419-910-0742 to make your landscaping vision a reality. Looking for a high-quality detailing service? Check out Stoller Shine Detailing, located on the outskirts of Paulding. Stoller Shine Detailing has a variety of options for interior-exterior detailing. Whether your ride is new, used, or abused, Stoller Shine Detailing strives for highest quality results and treat each vehicle as their own. To schedule an appointment, go to StollerShineDetailing.com or contact owner and operator Logan Stoller at 419-770-1042. Check out Stoller Shine Detailing on Facebook. Joining us now is John Adams uh, with the Wayne Trace Junior High Baseball Club, and he's here to talk about the uh, golf outing um, on July 22nd, July 23rd. John, thanks for joining us this evening. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Hey, not a problem. So, John, first thing I'm going to ask you, uh, how did this – this is the fifth annual. How did this all get started? Where did you come up with this idea? Um, and who's all kind of been involved since day one? Well, it started seven or eight years ago when my son Bailey was a seventh grader. And it was $140. $150 for 7th and 8th graders both to play for our junior high club because we're not part of the school. We're not part of any system. We It's all parent funded. And we started talking about the fact that there's people out there that can't afford this. And it kind of worked itself out when my son was in the 8th grade. We were standing in the locker room one day during uh, spring season or spring workouts and Ryan Jerome kind of mentioned a golf thing. I said, well, let's try it. And so that's, that's kind of how it started. We, uh, we started our first year with six and a half teams and it's just built from there to our fifth year this year. Awesome. And it's all about, you know, making it cheaper for the kids to be able to play baseball. Yeah. So where does, I guess, where does the uh, MS fight come into it? Uh, how did that get started? So we wanted to pick a charity that uh, gives back to the community, not just the baseball side, but something else for the people that don't want to be a part of baseball, but want to help out youth and, and other things. So we chose MS multiple sclerosis because a couple of our coaches, I'm one of them included in that, that our families are affected by MS. And so the coaches all kind of decide that's what we're going to choose. And that's where we're at today is, We've, we've come by that. I don't have it, but my wife does. Um, I, I don't usually don't like to talk about that, but that's, that's the reason it got started. Gotcha. Brady, you got anything for John? Yeah, very cool, John. Thanks for coming on. Um, I guess first question I have for you, just to kind of inform our listeners, you know, I haven't been able to make the golf outing just with being so busy with school and all of that. I know a lot of people that have gone and it's really turned into quite the event and obviously it's a golf outing, but you guys have a lot going on outside of golf, you know, that day. 
talk about some of the prizes and other raffles and stuff you guys have going on. So yeah, we have uh, we have a gun raffle. It's thirty guns. We work with Auto Ordnance over in Ottawa. Um, it's twenty dollars a ticket, six for a hundred. Uh, during the and that's to the general public, but for the golfers themselves, we have several different raffles. We have I think seven or eight trips this year that we're giving away. For like example, we got Cincinnati Reds, a night stay in Dayton, Ohio, for that that particular uh, event. We got Fishers, Indiana. We have local restaurants. Um, Finley is getting in this year. We're getting the beer barrel and uh, the the uh, Hancock Hotel in downtown Finley's giving us a night stay. Uh, Carlisle Inn in Sarasota, Florida. There's just there's too many that I can't even remember all of them. Um, and then local businesses from really every area that touches Paulding County, like Defiance, uh, Van Wert, Putnam, Lima. Um, I guess that'd be Allen County, wouldn't it? And then Allen County and Fort Wayne. They, we get all these local businesses that give us all kinds of prizes that we give away. Most of our golfers will walk away with something, whether it be Frickers Bugs. We give away. They always give us a whole bunch of Frickers Bugs that we give away. Um, or you know, we got BF Goodrich in Woodburn, Indiana, the tire manufacturing facility where I work at, gives us a thousand dollars worth of tires that we give away. And it's just that we give so much weight during that outing. And this year we've got two different groups, one group that works with the wounded warriors and another group that's called backswing golf that um, there are a bunch of female professional golfers that have either played college golf, um, uh, qualified for an LPGA event or made got qualified but didn't make the cut and they're just trying to keep themselves active and they're going to come down and uh they're going to do a thing called the longest drive or try to outdrive the pro i'm sorry about that um and where you can try to outdrive a pro and then if she beats you you your scramble of four team four guys on your team will drive from her drive instead of one of us which you know most of our guys come out there and just like to just have fun and support a, a, a charity they're not really big golfers yeah, that's oh, very be, cool. That, that's cool. I'm hoping to use one of their drives for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, you know, John, you mentioned with all the giveaways. Um, so $75 per golfer is 300 a team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, not only does that pay for your golf, uh, that gets you some meals or that gets you a meal so, afterwards. And, and So and what we do is we give you a sleeve of golf balls. Yep. Um. You get a T-shirt that we give out that has all our sponsors across the fields. One of our new sponsors this year. I'm going to plug you guys a little bit. All right. But all those guys are named on the back of it. Um, we give you two free drink tickets that you can use with the beer truck lady. We give a meal. And you can get a hot dog or a burger at the turn when you're coming from the back or the front and you make that big turn. You can get a little something to get you through that. Um, we got some free shots. We got some jello shots to give out this given out by one of the groups coming this year. Um, it's just a lot of stuff that we give out just to be a part of it. It's not even just the golfing, you know, you're not just paying $75 to come golf. You're getting a whole bunch of stuff for that. Yeah. And I've tried to explain that to people because I've, I think this will be my third or fourth year I've done. I don't know if I made the first one. Uh, in fact, I know I didn't, but, uh, you know, I, I've tried to explain that to people. Some people say, well, $75 is a lot. And I think even back then it was only 50 or 60. 
Uh, we we yeah we started out fifty, stuff. but you're right. But you get a lot of stuff for that seventy five bucks, I think. Oh yeah, you get eighteen holes, a golf cart, like I said, two free drinks, t-shirts, golf balls, you know, just a whole bunch of stuff that goes into that. And then obviously we have little side raffles, fifty fifty, the gun raffle, the tires, the trips. There's so much stuff that you get just for showing up. I've had guys that have gotten back in contact with me that do several of these a year and said for the money that they're paying, they get a lot less for paying more money at other golf outings. Wow. I won't mention the golf outing, but there's a guy from work that I work with that said he went to a golf outing. He paid $125 just to get in and they still had to pay for their meal. Wow. And so we have tried to make this, for your $75, you're giving us $300 for a team of four. We've tried to make it something that is worth it, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. I think it is. Uh, Brady, you got anything else? John, this is clearly, I mean, it's really turned into like a year-round event for you guys, working so hard to put all of this stuff in place to make it such a special weekend. I know you're very involved with it. Who else uh, should we be recognizing? So, Talk about some of the other people involved with putting this golf outing on well i always already mentioned you guys across the field podcast you guys have been awesome i enjoy listening to your your show every week um wksd if that's okay that i mention them they're they're one of our big corporate sponsors and they let me get on the radio brady i know your dad and you both worked for them during the basketball season um and obviously kenny's a big big part of uh football and everything even the baseball this year with our regional uh, placement that we had for our varsity team. Um, Trevor Spees opened up a barbershop in Paulding. He he stepped up and he's become one of our corporate sponsors. Corporate sponsors makes it sound like it's a big deal, but it's just local communities that just get involved. You know, guys like Schultz Automotive and and BF Goodrich and Sin Farms and guys like that have stepped up big time to help us. And Williamson Insurance, which you guys know, Jason Williamson. Um, Every year, he always gives us enough money to, to to be comfortable with. And then you got guys like Jeff Mormon and John Asher and Coach Jerome and Corbin Vance and Coach Corbin Vance and and Mike Four. You guys mentioned him earlier. Kenny Slade, Mike Jerome. Those guys. There's just too many to mention that that help us with this. Um, it is something that starts. Usually, we meet probably three four weeks after the outing, and we, we don't quit. It. We take like a maybe a two month break, but then after that, it's back to focusing on the next year. It, you're you're right, Brady. It is a year round thing for us almost. Yeah, yeah, that, that's fantastic, man. Um, I, I guess the last question I have for you, just for any of our listeners that might be wondering, I know you guys have the Facebook page. Um, what is the best way to contact you? Is it just reaching out to you directly or through the Facebook page for anyone that has? Um, any interest in being a last minute entry? Yeah, you can get a hold of me at 419-235-4943. You can get with Jeff Mormon. If you know him, if you know John Asher, you know any of the varsity coaches in particular, any of those guys, Brad Anderson, Corey Adams, all the guys I've mentioned before. Get with them. They'll get with me. However you want to do it, our weight, our Facebook page is Wayne Trace Junior High Baseball Club backslash multiple sclerosis golf outing. And we'll answer your messages there. We've got a lot of lot from there that have given us. Um, you can even call WKSD. You can call you guys. Obviously, you guys are going to help us because you've always helped us. Um, 
you can get a hold of any of those guys or you can call me directly, however it works. And, you know, this has just been such a big thing for us. And this year, uh, just if I can go on for another minute, uh, our varsity team, like I mentioned, went to regionals. Our varsity ACME team is going to state this year. Our junior ACME team was one game away from state and our pony ball team that gets involved because of all that we raise here gets in the defiance league of pony league where they're actually playing for the championship tomorrow night for the first time in four years that we've been a part of this because of this golf outing They're they're getting to play in the championship game tomorrow night and that is all free of charge everything that comes from this golf. I need to get those guys in it and it's huge. And we're hoping that the Wayne Trace community comes out and supports our guys tomorrow night in defiance. That's awesome. So cool. That is cool. Hey, John, another question I got, uh, yeah. Gun raffle tickets and all that. You still sell all the way up till the day of, or when do you shut that off? So, yeah, um, on our tickets, if anybody's looking at them, that's listening, uh, we always say if we sell out, we'll sell them by the day they sell out. Well, we still have about 200 plus left of the 1500 we're trying to sell. So we will draw those on July 23rd, the second day of the outing. Okay. And our goal is always to sell out before the outing because we always have so many other community things that we could do to, to maybe have some summer raffles and stuff. But at the end of the day, we're going to draw it on the July 23rd this year and um, I'm excited. Last year we had a guy that gave us a hundred dollars. He said, here, put a hundred dollars in the, it, you know, I want to donate that. And he ended up winning three of our guns because I decided on the day before the event, this guy gave me a hundred bucks. I'm giving him six raffle tickets. He ended up winning three guns and it took him a little bit. He's actually one of our coaches in the junior high, um, this year, you know, last year he wasn't, but this year he is. And it's just pretty cool that, he tried to just help us and donate and he ended up winning three, three of the guns from auto ordinance. That's awesome. <laughs> cool deal. So this is Saturday and Sunday, the 22nd, and 23rd, uh, $300 a team we mentioned and they could, and anyway, they could get a hold of you up till the day of, and even the day of price is $85 a golfer. I see. Correct. Yeah. If you show up that Saturday and every year we always have one team, I think, uh, I think our third year we had three teams show up that day. We have to charge a little bit more on the day of that it starts because we have to let them know a few days in advance how much food to buy, how much beer to have, things like that. Um, and if people show up, they've got to make runs. The golf course itself, all glazed golf course, has to make runs to um, get more stuff for us. So that's why we have to charge that extra little bit amount for that. But if you get with me by Wednesday of next week, I can get you in for the $300 price. Awesome. Terrific. Leaving anything out, guys? You want to mention anything else? Uh, other than a big thank you to you two. Um, sorry, Brady. <laughs> no, you're fine. Go ahead. Other than a big thank you to you guys and, and again, WKSD and Trevor Spies at the Spies Barbershop. Um, we can't do this without you guys. We can't do it without our community. Like I said, our first year we started with six and a half teams. Um, and this year we have 32 registered and that's a, that's a big deal to us. And we want to get another five years under our belt and hopefully we're turning teams away is our goal. So, uh, 
DMS foundation always appreciates everything we do. And, and obviously the youth baseball this year, I don't, I think I failed to mention that this year, our seventh graders only had to pay $85 or eighth graders didn't have to pay anything unless they needed to buy new equipment. And that's, that's where it's turned from 140, 150, whatever it was when my son was in seventh grade, seven, eight years ago to $85 this year. And that's that was a big deal. Yeah, that's awesome. Tremendous. Awesome. John, thanks for joining us. Uh, if everybody's been listening, I've been shouting this thing out the last two or three months. So at the end of every <laughs> Yeah, episode. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, get with John and let's make this thing huge. Uh, looking for a few more teams to, to fill some spots and you can pick either day, Saturday or Sunday. So, yeah, we got plenty of openings. So get with us as soon as possible. Sweet. Thanks again, John. We appreciate Thanks, it. John. All right. Thanks, guys. Does your landscaping need an upgrade this year? Look no further than TNT Springer Landscaping. They specialize in mulch, rock, trim redesign, and much more. For your next landscaping project, choose TNT Springer Landscaping. Contact Tony Springer at 419-910-0742 to make your landscaping vision a reality. Looking for a high-quality detailing service? Check out Stoller Shine Detailing, located on the outskirts of Paulding. Stoller Shine Detailing has a variety of options for interior-exterior detailing. Whether your ride is new, used, or abused, Stoller Shine Detailing strives for highest quality results and treat each vehicle as their own. To schedule an appointment, go to StollerShineDetailing.com or contact owner and operator Logan Stoller at 419-770-1042. Check out Stoller Shine Detailing on Facebook. Are you wanting to put that finishing touch on your landscaping to set it apart from the rest? Or maybe you just need a gift idea for that hard-to-buy-for person in your life? Give Blake and Tiffany a call with Sin Rock Engraving. They offer custom engraved rocks that will be one of a kind. They will walk you through the process of picking out your rock and customizing it with anything from names, addresses, businesses, or images of your choice. Give them a call at 419-796-9897 or check them out on Facebook, Sin Rock Engraving, 419-796-9897. Well, Brady, that was John Adams with us there, and uh, glad John jumped on with us. You know, we've been, he asked me a few months ago to shout out uh, this this golf outing. We've been doing it at the end of every episode, and um, so finally wanted to have him on, talk about it a little bit more. Hopefully we can get a few more teams lined up for him. Um, but what a, what a great cause, what a great thing they have going on and the growth of it. You know, we talked to him about, you know, how it started with six and a half teams, he says, and, and now they're up to around 32 this year. So that's just tremendous. Yeah. It, it's really incredible. And everything he said is really true. Like if you don't have anything going on that weekend of the 22nd and 23rd, go play golf one of those days because it's $75 a guy, but you're going to get, I mean, you're getting your money back easily and more, and you're going to get to have a good time. I mean, it's just a no brainer. That's a golf outing that's put on as well as any around. I agree. I've been in it the last few years and I look forward to it every year now. Um, so I got a team in on, uh, on Saturday on the 22nd can't wait to do it um so yeah we want to thank john again for jumping on with us sharing that information and 
And uh, hopefully the uh, golf outing is a great success again this year. Yeah, I, I, I think it should be. They got a lot of good teams, and hopefully they'll get some added in here at the last minute. So it'll be a fun weekend for everyone involved. Absolutely. Well, Brady, that's all I got for this evening. Um, yeah, man, it was nice catching up. I know we didn't go real long here, but uh, that's all we need to. Kind of a dead spot right now with uh, baseball on pause. Uh, college football hasn't quite ramped up just yet. Um, so here in the next few weeks, we're going to really get going. And I can't believe that uh, in another month we're coming up on a year of uh, recording this podcast. It's really incredible. Yeah, yeah, that is really awesome. So, yeah, a lot of good stuff going on, a lot of good stuff to look forward to, for sure. And I did get some fan mail. I'm not going to read it tonight uh, because I want to save it for a a particular episode that I think we'll have here in the works, hopefully next week sometime. Um, But, uh, yeah, people people just kept uh, sending me some fan mail. Got a couple of those. Um, People have hit me up on Twitter. People have texted me. Uh, so I don't know when we're going to do it, but, uh, we got a big one coming up. Uh, we're going to have, uh, break Martin on to talk about the, the Martin RPI system. Um, and, and maybe perhaps the snubbing, um, the RPI system took that we mentioned mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. So can't wait for that. Yeah. Keep, keep sending in the fan mail, everyone out there, you know, send us any of your thoughts, uh, on high school sports or whatever, we're also going to need to have a Buckeye football podcast coming up here in the next few weeks, because I was having a conversation with some guys a couple weeks ago and I've said, I have some thoughts that are a little bit controversial um, related to Ohio state state of the program um, and Ohio state, Michigan in particular. So I, we definitely uh, need some fan mail, send in your thoughts, expectations for the season and all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's all I got for tonight, man. Do you have any shout outs this evening? Uh, the one shout out I do have is actually to you, Brett, and everyone involved at the Payne Ball Association. Um, I wasn't able to help out this year, but I got to come down and just kind of enjoy watching a few games this weekend when I was able uh, to get a break from some stuff I had going on and watch the Payne Ball Association All-Star Tournament. Um, and it was great to see people from all over the area coming into pain and a really well-run tournament. Um, and I think all of the local businesses really appreciated it. And you guys did a really great job with that. Thank you. I appreciate that. It was a, it was a busy weekend for sure. Uh, we had 40 teams uh, total in all our leagues. So yeah, people were, you know, Saturday and then Saturday with the, uh, the rain. Yes. I mean, that made things kind of difficult. Uh, moving games around, pushing start times back. We didn't know if we'd get as many games in. Um, carried more into Sunday, but really did a nice job of catching back up. And And I want to thank, you know, everybody on the Ball Association, like you mentioned. And, uh, yeah, I think, it, I think it was successful. I want to thank all my umpires that helped me out because uh, that's what I do. I'm in charge of getting the umpires. I know I kept bugging you uh, there for <laughs> a few days, but uh, finally got it taken care of uh had had really good umpires or nothing but good things so yeah it was really successful it was it was it was tiring but glad we got through it and uh yeah we we had a heck of a weekend it was a lot of fun yeah for sure so, so thank you for that i appreciate that um 
Yeah, I don't really have any shout outs this evening. Um, just want to thank John again for coming on with us and talking about uh, the golf outing and everything he does and all the guys he mentioned going into that here in a couple weeks. So um, I'm sure uh, that'll get pretty busy here before long. So, you know, that's, that's a big task and glad those guys do that. That's really awesome. For sure. Uh, all right, man. Well, it was great catching up and hopefully uh, we didn't take up too much of your time and no. <laughs> carve, carve some time out here on a fine Wednesday evening to finally catch back up. And, and it was great. So hopefully we get back in the swing of things. Yep, for sure. Yeah, looking forward to it, Brett. All righty. You have listened to another episode of Across the Field. Peace out.